Hello and welcome to Waypoint Church. My name is Jim, Associate Minister, and it's great that you're connecting in with us in this particular way. Uh, for those of you that are within uh, kind of the church family, you would have received an email link with a worship playlist. You can use that or you can use another playlist if you want to. We just really feel it's a significant and important thing to do to bring worth to God in that particular manner through worship, through praise. And so you can pause me now or you can just at the end, um, whenever you want to, uh, perhaps when you get bored of my message, I don't know, uh, and just bring uh, bring worth to God through that um, particular means, through worship. And uh, yeah, then we'll unpack the Bible together. We'll unpack the message for today and uh, just spend some time listening to what it is God's putting on our hearts and challenging us with. A reading taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, is it, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so that's what we're going to unpack today, those first six verses. We will look at... Um, we will look at the rest of the chapter next week, um, some significant verses that we can pull some stuff out of and really directly apply to our lives. But I think as we get our head around what it means, um, what our faith really means to us, then I think we can begin to unpick those moments, perhaps, and observe those moments, perhaps, where we are really struggling in our faith. If we can understand the kind of the different facets of our faith and how it all um, comes together, then I think then we can begin to see the warning signs as well when we're struggling in our faith. So I'm really um, intrigued by the first part of that um, last verse in, in verse six that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, I want to please God. I'm hoping if you're watching this, you want to please God as well. Now, we know that it's faith in Jesus that pleases God because it's that that brings us back into relationship. It's him that brings us back into relationship with God and that pleases him. But also we know from the first few verses, it's understanding. It's about being sure that is a part of faith as well. And it says, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice. So action is a key element of faith. There's kind of these three pronged attack of faith of understanding or being sure, having that conviction and also doing something, right? That is what faith really is all about. And I think sometimes we can fall down on certain elements of that or we can struggle with certain elements of that and it's understandable. Um, and that's really what... Um, the author of this book, Hebrews, was was kind of getting at a little bit with when he was writing this. I'm aware that we've kind of just dropped into chapter 11 without any, uh, I guess, context. And so I think it's really significant and important for us to get some context around chapter 11 um, so that we can read ourselves into it and understand our role as we hear what's been happening up to that point. So 
The book of Hebrews, it was written to a group of who were Jewish people that have become Christians, probably second generation Christians, 30 or 40 years after Jesus' death. And they are really struggling to stay kind of on track with Jesus. Okay, They're even considering going back to what they knew, going back to the Jew, Jewish religion, their, their old traditional way of living. Because a lot of them were under persecution by other Jews and also by um, Romans, um, There'd been people being killed for this, for leaving the Jewish faith and becoming Christians as well. But also a lot of scholars believe that there is um, a lot of commentaries and books will, will kind of um, allude to that there was this lack of understanding of who Jesus was. Uh, and as you know from chapter 11, understanding is a key element of faith. And so they were struggling to live out their faith because of this lack of understanding um, and this lack of conviction towards Jesus and confidence and belief in who he was and so the author what he does is this amazing thing where he compares and contrasts Jesus to um, significant characters and people in the history of Israel the Jewish faith right so chapters one and two uh, the author is comparing Jesus and saying that he is superior to angels and to the Torah the first five books of the Bible, right? Angels were seen as um, messengers from God. So he's saying Jesus is the ultimate message from God. He is the word alive. Now in chapters uh, three and four, he's saying, you know, Jesus superior to Moses who led you out of slavery. Jesus has led you out of slavery. He died for you so that you are free from that stuff. He is the promised land. He is the hope. Five, uh, five to seven, chapters five to seven talks about um, Jesus being superior to the priests, the Jewish priests, and to Melchizedek, who was a kind of a, a, a priest king. So Jesus is the ultimate priest. He's the ultimate king. And in chapters eight to ten, um, that he uh, is being contrasted compared to um, the Jewish sacrificial system and the old covenants, the old way of doing things. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He's the ultimate covenant, the ultimate agreement, a relationship between uh, how we can be in relationship with God. And so the author is doing this incredible thing where he's getting them back to a place where they understand and they have a conviction, a belief, a real strong belief again of who Jesus is. This is why you do what you do, right? You do what you do because of who Jesus is, what he's done. He's better than what you know. He's even better. He's even worth living faithfully through persecution. And then chapters 11 to 13 are kind of this incredible um, revelation of, of, of God's love through us through um, Jesus, through the stories of old and the roll call of the Hall of Fame of people and that they're cheering you on and keep going with your walk with Jesus and keep praying for each other, keep loving each other because that's and significant part of what it means to to walk with Jesus and and so I hope that gives you a little bit of context the reason I call today's talk beyond belief is because I think often perhaps when we talk about like I said when we talk about our faith actually when we're having struggles with our faith what we're really having struggles with is our confidence in Jesus that he is the same yesterday, today, forever, that he has really forgiven us. Perhaps that we don't fully understand what that meant for him to really forgive us, right? And so it's easy to kind of then, I guess, for our faith, or as we deem it, our faith, to kind of take a back seat or perhaps to take the easy option to go back to what we know, especially at the moment, right, when we can't get into church because church is such an amazing place where we can reconnect we can recalibrate we can worship together we can remind each other communion is great for that as well remind each other of what jesus is and what he's done for us 
you know but i want to say if your life if your your life looks like you know church is the church is the best expression of your faith and i think you've missed something right if small group is the best expression of your faith then you've missed something because that's not what it means your faith is about your conviction and your understanding of who jesus is and then living that out living out from that place of confidence the hebrew people had lost that place of confidence because of what was going on in their lives understandably and we get to that place sometimes understandably as well i hope that's beginning to 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 paint a picture a little bit now the bible talks about faith um a lot right and faith and belief are definitely interrelated um i found this incredible um passage in matthew 17 20 that i just want to read to you so it's just after the disciples um saying to jesus we couldn't drive out um we couldn't drive out these demons like they tried to rebuke them they wouldn't they wouldn't leave um this boy so jesus replies to them and he says because you have so little faith is the reason you can drive them out i tell you the truth if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you i don't know if it's just me but when you read that He's saying you've got little faith, right? That's why the demon wouldn't leave um, this boy. You couldn't drive him out. And yet at the same time, he's saying all you need is a small amount of faith. So he's saying you've got little faith and you only need a small amount of faith. Now, when I read that, I was like, what does that mean? Like, so I read around it a little bit. I read some other stuff as well. But the best thing I could come up with was when I read a New King James version of that particular passage. And it says, because you have unbelief right in essence it says unbelief i've got the full um verse so let me read it off my wall forgive me for looking away it says because of your unbelief for assuredly i say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you'll say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move right so in this version jesus is saying it's about it's a belief problem that is preventing them from seeing things shift we want to see things shift in life right we want to see god do incredible things and what he's saying is you can counter unbelief with faith faith is an active thing right especially in this particular passage faith is a doing something about it that's an active thing as we know it's about having a full understanding of who jesus is as well it's being convinced by who's who he is and what he's able to do through you and then doing it and so I find it incredible that often I think what we can do is actually we can not water down our faith, but we can kind of miss our faith to to become something else. It becomes something like maybe a set of beliefs that we have um, or an understanding that we have. And if we have a small understanding of Jesus, then that does affect how we live out our faith. Now, I need to give you a bit of a definition of belief because um, I think it's really important. A belief is an opinion or judgment in which a person is fully um, persuaded. So our beliefs are things that we are convinced of, right? And usually they are perhaps philosophical ideas. You know, we have all sorts of beliefs, right? Um, values or systems. It might be that you have a family belief or whatever it might be, um, or concepts that we've gathered, that we've been passed on by other people, that we've learned perhaps or experiences and so often when it comes to belief our beliefs can change and can shift quite quickly sometimes it's through a painful experience you know the hebrew people they were painfully experienced persecution and their beliefs were beginning to get a bit shaky 
Uh, you know, what do we really believe? And therefore their confidence in Jesus was getting a bit shaky and therefore for their faith wasn't being lived out, which is what the author was addressing. And I think it can be the same for us as well. I remember um, years ago now in my late teens, um, uh, I would get home from perhaps being out with my friends quite late slash early in the morning and uh, maybe a little bit worse for wear sometimes. And um and I'd see the light was on in, in our, my parents' old front room and I would kind of poke my head around the door and have a look. And um, and often my mum would be sat on the floor with worship music on, with a Bible open and then some notes notes on the floor and she'd be scribbling away and she'd look around and she was clearly quite emotional. And I just, I probably, I think I said a few times, you're just weird. Um, and like maybe after the fifth or sixth time it happened over the period of, you know, six months or so, um, I remember saying, what, what are you doing? And she, she sort of turned and faced me and she, it wasn't bothered. She wasn't emotional, like upset. She was like tears of joy. Right. And she just said, it's my opportunity. This is my chance to, to, to recalibrate, to go back to what it is. I believe to understand yet again, what Jesus has done for me and what he continues to do for me daily, his grace his love, his freedom, his hope. And it was kind of, she just said, it kind of kickstarts me. It, it refuels my faith. That's kind of the point of today's talk, that faith is beyond belief, right? But it starts at belief. And for some of us, we kind of probably struggle with actually the fullness of what it is that we believe or the understanding of that as well. Now, the dictionary definition of faith is um, confidence or trust in a person, right? It's, it's not about opinion. It's not about a set of values or principles. It's about a person. It's very different to belief. Um, it's not an intellectual thing. Obviously, you do have to understand the certain elements of that as well. Um, I'm also always struck by the verse in James 2, um, 2.19 that says, You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that. And they shudder. It's not enough just to believe in God, right? Even the demons believe in God and they shudder. And it's like, actually, there's more to it than that. Faith is, is more than that. It's, it's about understanding. It's about conviction. It's about actively living those truths of who Jesus is that you know out every single day. Every single day. James 2.26 says, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead, right? Doing, doing something is a significant part of the faith equation. James is saying that often what we do says more about what we believe than what we say. What we do says more about what we believe than what we say. There is a stark contrast by declaring, oh, I believe this and actually living that out. That is faith. You've probably heard this before, but um, if you're sat on a chair right now, this is perfect. And, um, you know, if I was to come in here and, you know, I can't, I don't have a chair in this room, but to say, oh, this imaginary chair right here is the best chair in the world. Like, it's amazing. It's going to hold my weight. It's such a beautiful chair. Look at it. Look how plush it is. And like, it's going to make me feel so relaxed. It's the best chair in the world. Cheers, guys, I'm off. And then walk out the room. And then next week, come back and be like, this is the best chair in the world. 
Look at it. Fantastic chair. I believe that I can sit in you. You're the best chair. Thank you, chair. See you later. I'm off. Right, if I never sit in the chair, I just believe that it's going to take my weight. I just believe that it's the best chair. Until I actually sit down on the chair, I'm not exercising faith. I'm not exercising full confidence, full conviction in that chair. It's the same with faith. We're not exercising full um, conviction, confidence in who Jesus is, full understanding of who Jesus is, unless we live out faith, unless we are doing something actively. In fact, James says that faith is pretty much dead unless it's accompanied by those things, those good, godly driven actions, right? I really hope this has given you some uh, clarification on what faith really is. And so often when we talk about our faith to people, you know, well, I'm really struggling with my faith right now. What we're really saying is perhaps I'm really struggling with my confidence in Jesus. Perhaps I'm really struggling with my understanding, the fullness of who Jesus actually is, what he's really done. And I need to revisit that. I need to refuel my faith so it can kickstart that. Because that's what the author in Hebrews is doing. He's saying in the first 10 chapters, I've re-established your understanding, I've re-established your confidence. And now by faith, this is what faith really is. It's that assurance, it's that confidence to live it out every single day. And then you can have a little bit of that faith and it can do incredible things as we'll read about next week. So yeah, faith is beyond belief, but it starts at belief. I don't know where you're at right now. Perhaps you've never believed in Jesus. Perhaps you're in a place where you're struggling with belief, believing in Jesus right now. If that is the case, please use our online forum if you're watching this online or email us where it might be just ask for some help go to a private room on the online church stuff and chat to someone send a text to someone we'd love to minister to you and to allow the holy spirit to to reinvigorate you and to um, refresh you as well um you know if it is that you're thinking actually it's just a step of faith i need to start i know jesus and I'm confident in who he is. I know that he goes before me. I know that he's given me his spirit, that I've got the Holy Spirit within me that can guide me, that can refill me. Um, and actually, it's just having that step of faith. And you want to pray about a big step of faith that you might have coming up, then please, again, use the um, the chat forums. And we would love to to engage with you in that way. Now, I'm hoping we've established what faith is. We can also establish perhaps those times perhaps where we're struggling with elements of that, of our faith. Um, and then next week, as we go on to talk about how these incredible women and men of God lived out these moments of faith, we can apply some real practical words um, into our lives that um, what it looks like to live out faith. Um, yeah, so that's me done. I'm going to pray and then um, that's it. Father God, we just thank you uh, for your incredible love for us. So much so that you sent your son Jesus uh, to die on the cross. Forgive us for the times that we truly do not get the gravity of that or we forget the significance of that or perhaps that we forget how much confidence that that can really bring us, bring us in terms of living our faith out, that we carry hope to a broken world, that we carry truth to a, a world that is looking for truth, that we carry you, your love, your grace to so many people that need it right now. We carry justice to those places that are um, just uh, full of injustice, Father. And um, you place that within us. 
And so often it can be our own insecurities, our own worries, Father. Perhaps we can misconstrue faith to be about going to church or whatever it might be. We're sorry for those times. We're sorry for those times. We don't want that to be the best expression of our faith. We want it to be living for you to be our best expression of our faith. To bring you into the every single day. Those conversations at home. Those thought processes when we're alone. Those things that we view online. Those big moments where we have to decide what does our future look like. Those financial financial issues that we have. The the worry and the anxiety. The mental health stuff. And we, it's not easy but we... We don't want to check out. We want to lift you again to be above those things. You are superior to that. You are better than those things. Not to deny those things. Those things are real as well. But Jesus, we give you your place above those things. And we ask you to work in those places. Give us, um, reinvigorate us with faith, full faith again. Fill us with your spirit. I pray in your powerful name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in uh, to Waypoint uh, online. And uh, like I said, please contact us if you want to. I will see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.